0: Welcome to the Resurrection People podcast with Preston Sharp, pastor of Sacrament Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and curator of The Art of Preaching. Each week, we look at three readings from the Bible drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. Find more at theartofpreaching.substack.com. Welcome back to the Resurrection People podcast. Today, we are looking at our gospel reading for this week, Matthew 21, 23 through 32. And at this point, a few events have happened. Jesus has ridden into Jerusalem on a donkey, which we call the triumphal entry. Jesus has cleansed the temple. And both of those events were really scandalous at the time because they really revealed that Jesus is more than just a teacher. He is doing something. He is calling judgment on the temple. So the natural question is, who gives him the authority to do such things? In fact, it puts the uh, chief priests and the elders in an interesting situation because they're trying to figure out if he's claiming to be the Messiah or not, the one who would redeem Israel. But they can't just come out and ask that question. Do you think you're the Messiah? They have to kind of build up a case because this is a pretty dramatic question. So instead, they ask him kind of subtly, by what authority are you doing these things? Now, typically, when asked this question, a rabbi would point only to the authority of Moses and would align their teaching as an interpretation of Moses' law. But Jesus seems to speak and act with an authority that is all his own. Jesus responds to them asking, What do they think about John the Baptist? What authority was he using? Was it from heaven? was it of human origin? Well, this is significant, of course, because if you know the story, you know that Jesus's entire ministry really was launched at this point when he was baptized by John, that John was a forerunner of Jesus's ministry. And the father uh, during Jesus's baptism said from heaven, this is my son whom I love in him. I am well pleased. It all began with the preaching of John. So the religious leaders are in this predicament. So if they affirm John the Baptist, they're also just affirming Jesus, which they don't feel like they can do in this moment. But if they say that John's authority is just of human origin, the crowd's going to freak out and they're going to say like, okay, we like John the Baptist. So they're going to get really upset at these leaders. So the chief priests and the elders say, we do not know. And Jesus acknowledges to the people that If they're unable to answer that question, he will not shed further light on their first question about his authority. And then he tells the story of the parable of two sons. One son says that they won't do work in the vineyard for the father and then goes and does the work later. (laughs) The other says he will do the work. Yeah, I'm going to do it and then never does it. Jesus asks, which of the two did what his father wanted? Now, of course, the first is better because he actually did the work. But what is Jesus getting at? What is the work here? Well, he tells us. In Jesus's story, the ragtag group of sinners, the tax collectors and prostitutes that Jesus has been hanging out with, they're like the first. They Uh, haven't been living or they haven't been saying yes to God, but then now they put their trust in God through the preaching of John and through Jesus. The Jewish leaders who are addressing Jesus are like the second. They have said yes to God. They look like they're doing God's will. They're worshiping in the temple and keeping up appearances, but they've refused to believe in John's message and to see what's happening in Jesus. So those who seem to be flouting God's will will end up being baptized by John. Those who seem to be following God's instructions to the letter refused to do so. They didn't listen to John. Now, when it talks about doing the work here, the the work is not good works in the pure sense. Jesus is not commending the tax collectors and prostitutes because they've done good work or because they've like straightened their life out. No, the reason why he says that they go first in the kingdom of God is that at this moment, they are trusting in God. Sometimes we can get so focused on our own desire for control. Our heart is so curved inwards, we can forget about the radical generosity of God for us and for others. The chief priests and elders had allowed their desire to keep up appearances, to become so ingrained in them that they weren't actually doing what God had called them to do. This really isn't about moral performance at all. The chief priests and the elders did really good things. They lived a morally upright life. The tax collectors and sinners, by contrast, did not. This isn't about who has done right and who has done wrong. This is about who is trusting in God, who recognizes their need for healing, their need for repentance. There's even a speculation here that the second son in Jesus' parable intentionally did not do what his father asked to make a point. He had done the father's will his whole life, and he's sick of being the one who always does right while his father is gracious with the other brother. The truth is grace is scandalous. We talk a lot about grace in the church, but at the end of the day, we don't really like it that much. It seems easier that just good people should be celebrated and welcomed and included. And bad people, or those we consider to be bad people, should be isolated and rejected. But the scandal of the kingdom is God's arms are open wide. It's simply about trust. And yes, we should always contend that when we hold a radical view of grace, it will transform our character and our everyday behavior. This much is clear, the deep work of gratefulness for our welcome into God's family Will change us. It will turn us towards those desperately in need of welcome. Everything changes. So our posture towards ourselves changes because we realize that God has welcomed me. That says something about me and God's love for me. Our posture towards others changes. What a joy it is for my neighbor that they are welcomed. And even our view of the world changes because we understand that all resources, everything in the world is a gift from God. We are profoundly changed by the grace of God. May we know this grace, and may we be changed. Thanks for listening to the Resurrection People Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. You can hear full sermons at sacramentchurch.com and find out more at the